Welcome to Teen Talks. I'm from Teen Thoughts. My name is Sonbi. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm one of your hosts for this episode. I'm your only host. For our audience, if you don't already know, Teen Talks is a teen-centered show in which you will be indulging in discussions with other teens from across the world. And I'm so happy to have everyone here here. So before we get into this for our participants, I'm sure you guys already know because you've been here for episode one. But just to go over the roles real quick, please place your gender pronouns in your little name spiel like I have right here. And you guys already have, so thank you. Um, don't use any slurs, hate speech, hate speech, or offensive manner, which I know you guys won't. And respect everyone's opinions in each session. And please try not to talk over other members. It's inevitable. It'll totally happen. Totally fine. But try to maintain it from it. So now that we're that, let's get into what today's topic is, and it's going to be the education system. And I'm super excited for this episode because I definitely can't wait to hear what everyone here has to say. I have some interesting questions I want to ask. And yeah, so does anyone have any thoughts before we get into the questions or just want to get into it? All right. So my first question for you guys um, is what are some topics in the education system you feel personally are just unnecessary to learn? And then adding on to that, what are things you wish were more represented in the education system? I can kick this off. Um, so for the record, you guys already know this, but I am homeschooled. So I've been homeschooled my entire life. I have never attended a traditional school. Um, I'm currently in high school now. I take previously some in-person classes, some online. Now everything is online. Um so I've kind of had the opportunity to sort of shape my education a little bit, which also means that I get to just trash talk regular school <laughs> and be like, y'all have issues. Um, but I definitely think that... I think we learn a lot of stuff that we're like, eh, we're never going to use this, but we do. I think it's kind of the methods in which we learn it. Just kind of the general school setting, coming into this place and then just having information thrown in your face and then you go home and you have assignments to do to learn this information, but you're not retaining any of it. I think that a lot of stuff that we do learn in school is important stuff that we should retain, but the way that we're being taught we are not retaining that information and therefore school isn't kind of having maximum efficiency for a lot of us, right? I mean, for some people, school is just like the perfect setting for, for them. Um, definitely not for me. I'm a kinesthetic learner, so I'm very hands-on. Um, and I think that in general, I mean, we're kind of witnessing school being reframed and retaught a little bit, right? Because we're really starting to go, ooh, genocide, not that great. We're really starting to kind of realize that we can't push away really negative pasts. We're starting to address sides that haven't really had the attention they deserved. We're starting to look more at indigenous communities. We're starting to look more at people of color, um, just about any minority out there, um, and really kind of making sure that they're getting represented, but we still need a lot of work on that. Um. I love that, definitely. History is definitely one of those more, I think, topics that needs to be taught indifferently. 
And I completely agree with everything you just said. And I'm so glad that we got your perspective because you're homeschooled, because that's definitely something I don't think is also represented enough, like people being homeschooled and their point of education. So I love that. Um, anyone else? I can jump in next. Um, I'd say one thing that I'm really passionate about that I wish was taught more in schools um, is consent education. Um, yeah, especially like, you know, I feel like it's very important to, you know, teach kids like proper consent. Um, and that's something that should be done like, you know, in high school and something like that. I know like there's very much like a stigma around it. And what I've found that if there is sex education in schools, it's more of like, oh, abstinence or like practicing safe sex, but no one really like talks about consent and how important that is. Um, and I work with a um, SVSH awareness group in New Zealand called Thursdays in Black. Um, and so we recently started this petition um, to make consent education compulsory for first year college students. Um, so that's a step in the right direction. But, you know, I just kind of wish that it was kind of like implemented in like high school, you know, when it actually is important. So a hundred percent. That is so important. So definitely, I think a organization in California is Planned Parenthood. And I know that they definitely teach a lot about consent. I'm in a club um, that's empowering other people to t talk about all these issues. So I completely agree with you. It needs to be more normalized. Yeah. Rena, Adrian. Um, I think, as Felix said, like, we need to learn about the bad parts of history so that people don't repeat it. Cause like we don't get taught about genocides enough and they need to stress, like they need to like point out how bad it was so that people just understand because they're kind of like heroizing people or no, that's not the word making heroes out of people like Abraham Lincoln and stuff. But like, I mean, he didn't do anything particularly great. Like he's, freed the slaves but then they weren't free for like a hundred years after that so um and like we have to learn that because people are just making him a hero that he's not and also we have to learn like just about all the people that were here before us so history just needs like the way to, they teach history just needs to be changed a lot I think oh I, I definitely agree because I think you in in like just history what like yeah okay history well while we're learning it we only I think we only listen to like mainly one side of a story instead of like the other side and I definitely think that in our education that we shy away from the more sensitive topics to protect our like just like to protect our, like how we're being seen. How we're being seen as a country, how, like, because people think that US is this, I guess, perfect opportunist land. While it's really not, you, there's like so much more to the story than that. 
and we only have like that one side. So I definitely think we should learn both sides before we just, you know, move on with life. Uh-huh, I completely agree. Just how you represent yourself um, affects just based where you are from. So I'm going to do a Sierra segue now. And for how you look and how you identify, do you feel that how you personally identify, um, whether it being sexuality or just gender or just how you look or what you feel like you are or just in general what race you are, do you feel that how, you're identi- that how you identify is a disadvantage to your learning ability or for your personal school? So I can start if you guys want. I definitely, I go to a school where majority of kids are um, white or Hispanic. And I definitely feel that as a South Asian, I don't see that much representation. So I don't feel that I technically belong there. Um, With that being said, I would say that my my school makes it an effort to make everyone feel included. But there's also that thing like, oh, do I belong? Should I say this joke? Do I, you know, get, do I feel that I'm, represented here which I I think is an important point and as for learning ability I don't think it directly disproportionately affects me but I do feel I see a lot of my friends who are um, Hispanic who are directly like I had a really racist teacher who literally would dis like he would put down other students and he specifically targeted Hispanic students and it was just horrifying and then that is another story for another day, but I definitely don't think it affects me personally, but I do see a lot of my friends being affected like that. So I think it's very important. Yeah, I can jump in. Um, so again, I'm very lucky to have been homeschooled, particularly in my situation, kind of the California homeschoolers that I hang out with, we are the majority that in the sort of Orange County community that I usually connect with, even though I'm LA based, um, they're mostly white, but very LGBTQ plus like centric. Um, and it's a very like welcome and open community. Mostly there are some people who are like radical hate people but obviously I'm not around them um and so luckily in that kind of community I've been able to explore my identity and be comfortable with my sexuality um but in terms of actual schooling I so I am assigned female at birth I am gender fluid I am pansexual and I am biracial my dad is black my mom is white um And I think that, I don't know, the schooling that I've had, like, around other people with actual teachers, it hasn't been necessarily a negative environment. There have been a couple of situations. um, A classmate of mine in this current events debate group said that trans people shouldn't be able to compete in sports, that um, there should be a don't ask, don't tell policy. And so that was kind of a one-off situation and had some very fun debates with that. But I think 
that in general, I've really had the opportunity to be comfortable with myself and be who I am and explore who I am without fear of being rejected by others. And I think that that's something really valuable. And I think that that's something that is important that can be like expressed towards other students in public or private schools throughout the entire world. Obviously that's kind of like end goal. We can be who we want and express ourselves there. Yes, definitely. I love that point. And I'm so sorry that you had to experience that debate. That must've been horrifying. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think that's awesome. And again, thank you for the homeschool side because we don't get enough of that representation. Um, Adrian, Rena, do you guys want to add on to this? Um, no, Rena, you go ahead. Okay. Um, well, I, I think we should be educated more like on just on everything, but like just on people. But for me, like I'm a pretty independent learner. So I just like researching stuff and then like learning about it myself, which I think a lot of people don't like doing that. So then they stay ignorant and then like they say that kind of weird thing that is completely like saying that there's like only two genders, which is not true. So like if they researched it a tiny bit, then they would know a whole lot more but like if they don't want to then it's kind of difficult for them to know stuff I'm not sure what I'm talking about right now um no I like learning on my own so I end up telling a lot of people stuff that I do know but like comfort level wise I mean I'm pretty comfortable at my school because I've been going there and it's like the same people but it's also there are some weird situations sometimes um but it's I mean I don't know I think they could do better but they are trying and sometimes that's not enough but in this situation I guess it is I don't know I go to a school with mostly white kids and and there are a lot more biracial people in my class than other classes but it's still like a majority of white people, which is interesting. <laughs> but also, like, I don't know, I like it there, so. I have a, I have a comment on what Rena said too. Um, oh no, I was gonna say, I'm so sorry. Okay, so yeah, you know how you do like the independent like research, I guess? I, I think like in our education, wise there are things that our teachers that our education I guess has drawn their line to towards and what Felix said like some people don't get like the enough education on like different topics because apparently they would be like oh that's so controversial even though it really shouldn't be controversial you know like there's some people there's like in some education, people don't get enough, they don't really have enough learning time about like LGBTQ plus communi com communities. Sorry, I cannot talk. But um, uh, yeah, and then that leads on to people not really understanding and 
we should have the knowledge of like different communities as the world is changing and it's diversifying. I, I, is that a word? I, I'm pretty sure that's a word. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like, <laughs> but yeah, no, like as the world is changing, our education must change with us. A hundred percent. And Kyra. Yeah, so you guys made some awesome points. Um, for me personally, as you know, a mixed Asian woman of color, I feel like the model minority myth and the stereotypes that kind of come with that um, have definitely been difficult for me. And I'm sure like a lot of other Asian kids, you know, like the typical stereotypes where, you know, we're all like studying STEM, um, you know, we all have straight A's, we're all like crazy smart. Um, and so for me being like a bachelor of arts student, um, I guess like, you know, when people see me, they would just kind of assume that like I'm studying STEM and things like that. And, you know, if you're not smart, you're like a disgrace to the family and like just all those really like harmful stereotypes. Um, yeah. And like, it sucks, but I guess like Asians are kind of like put in this box when it comes to education. And I feel like that's something that needs to change because, you know, we're all our own people and everyone's different. I love that point because stereotypes are a huge problem in our education system. And adding on to that, like, what are some pressures, whether it being from stereotypes or just, you know, your where you live or what kind of area you're in, area you are in, that you feel the education forces upon you? Like the Silicon Valley, I know, is very competitive, and I think that puts a lot of pressure on different kids, and it really just makes them like you know, we have to strive to be the best. Otherwise, we're not going to get anywhere when that's not the case. I think in general, California, although it's very diverse and very open, I still think it's also a very pressurized state when it comes to like education itself. Because yes, we are learning about all these amazing topics, but also there's that pressure that you go to California and you want to go to UC, you need to have these grades, you need to be here and you need to learn these things. There's a lot of different expectations um, for UCs. You have to take a certain certain types of classes and you can't like do this. There's like tons of expectations. So that's definitely a pressure that I think the California system puts on. So if you guys wanna hop in. <laughs> it's fine. <Yeah>. I'll <laughs> um, I'm gonna go out um so in california we have really really good community colleges in general we we, we just we do um and i know that a lot of other places don't have that but i do want to say that regardless of stereotypes or anything there is this massive pressure to go to college right it's like you go to school to go to college right that's that's kind of what we're taught because we want to go to college and if you go to college then you'll be successful but I feel like a lot of the ways that we go about college readiness are just kind of wrong we're putting a lot of pressure on teenagers and we're not asking them hey what do you want to do do you want to get into a trade have you considered going to trade school have you considered 
some other career that doesn't involve going to college. If you do choose to go to college, don't just go to college to go to college. I mean, you can, obviously, that's totally valid. But what do you want to do with that experience? Um, in California, again, really great community colleges. Uh, you can go and you can get your two years of general ed. And then if you want, you could go to a real college, whatever you could go to a different college and you can transfer and you can go for whatever degrees you want, but you can get that sort of general ed a lot cheaper and it's still a good education. Um, but I just feel like this kind of, you need to go to college. This is kind of what, what we're, what we're made for. This is why we are doing school because it's like, I don't know if I want to go to college. There are some things that I will be going to college for. I'm interested in some degrees, but I don't need a degree in hospitality management to live my life. I can just go and I can do things. And then also just kind of in general, how entirely imbalanced college opportunities are for people. Because communities of color just are not getting the support that they need for a better education. I know this, I live in a community of color and I, even if I were going to school, I would not be going to the school by my house because it's a, it's, it's just a bad school. And that's no fault to the students. That's not their fault that they're going to a bad school and they can't get a good education. And then they're expected to go to college and they're going to fail in college. And then what? That's, that's not their fault. So how can we work to create a better learning environment for everybody, particularly those who need it. That is such a good point. Um, I completely agree. I definitely, I think that another thing to add on is there's also the stereotype of community college not being good enough when that's not the case, especially in California, like CSUs and all sorts of community colleges, they're freaking amazing. Like there's lots of great opportunities and just like Felix said, going to a college that you feel interested in learning in that has a higher degree in what you want to learn in is so important. Going off of what Sandy said, um, well, just, I, okay, I remember how people would ask me, hey, what college do you want to go to? Everybody would have, like, oh, I want to go to UC Berkeley, or I want to go to this UC. I'm like, I want to go to community college first, and then go off from there. And I feel like it's just so looked down upon, because, you know, I don't know why. I don't... <laughs> It's just they think there's a lot of people that think, oh, you're going to community college saying it is a bad thing that like, I don't know, like you should be going to like a UC. And there's also another thing where you kind of are pushed into the direction of going to college, although there is many other careers you don't have to have a degree in, like what Felix said you don't necessarily have to have a degree to just create your life. You don't have to go to college, but college is an option and there's, an, there's always more than one option. That is another great point. Um, I 
definitely agree with all of you guys and all your points because it's super important. Um, Kyra, Rena, if you guys want to add something or I can ask another question, that's completely up to you guys. Um, I'm like an international student, so I can't really speak for, you know, the school systems here. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know about Rena. Um, I think like here, a lot of the learning is like goal oriented instead of like actually trying to learn the material and like having like actual lessons from it, which I think is pretty interesting. Like, I'm not sure if people are actually getting the education they need from that, but maybe it's different for like different people. But like, I'm sure there could be a way that they could improve that instead of just having it like, oh, study for this test. Once you pass this test, you can forget all that knowledge and move on to the next test. And then, oh, now you're going to college and you graduated college, but it was just stress and not actually learning anything. That's a great point. It's all mental health related as well. So closing it out, my last question is, what are some ways based on all these issues that you feel we can improve the education system? Like, how do you think that because different communities are being disproportionate um, because of people who are living there, their school systems, how do you think that we can improve that? What are some theories you have? You know, like um, consent learning, what are some ways you think you can bring awareness to schools? Just your ideas and thoughts. So I can go first. Um, I definitely think that for consent learning, I know my school did this in eighth grade and they do it again in ninth grade. Um, we do, we had Planned Parenthood, which is an organization come and they talked about consent and safe sex. And they actually gave a lot of information about your gender sexuality, which was very important and how clothes don't have a gender because they don't. And it was, it was very, very educational. Um, I know that my family talks about it, but I know some people whose families aren't very open to talking about that. And I think in that sense, it's really important for those who don't have the same like knowledge or extent of knowledge to really talk about that. So I thought that was really a great way that um, I was brought more awareness about it. I think also just making that more mandatory and showing more um, neediness of it in different schools is super important. I'm probably one of the like worst options to answer this question because I'm not reform minded a lot of the time. I'm extremely radical. I'm just like, rip up the entire school system. We start from scratch. Um, <laughs> because I really do feel that we have a lot of work to be done. There's a lot of things that need to be reworked and a lot of things that need to kind of focus on maximizing engagement from the children who are learning, right? Because even if we handle everything else, we need to make sure that we are engaged and we're learning. And just because I'm engaged and learning, that doesn't mean that I'm not a procrastinator, which I am. I procrastinate on literally everything. Um, and it's like, okay, so even if I'm watching my slides and digesting this information, how can I make sure that students to come will, right? How can I present 
material in a teachable way that gets people engaged, right? So, like, almost like your goal is to get to the point where your students, like, I want to be a teacher, that kind of thing, where it's just, like, I feel confident and I have a growth mindset. I want to develop learning and I want to develop this understanding because we as human beings are born with the urge to learn. And at some point we lose that and it just kind of becomes this droning, I don't want to go to school or anything like that. And so how can we kind of stop that? How can we get people engaged so that we have more people having these kinds of table talk discussions. We have more people going, yeah, I want to create an organization. Yeah, I want to start this fundraiser. Yeah, I want to do this. I want to do that. I have kind of a clear outline of my goals. I'd love to see some form of work on that. And of course, I'm not in education. I don't, I'm not a teacher. I'm not an educational researcher or anything like that. Um, so I can't speak to what needs to be done there. But I can speak to kind of teaching in general because there's a lot that needs to be worked on there. We need to work on sex education. We need to work on consent. We need to work on LGBT history and sex education as well. Um, we do need to work on Lincoln. I don't know why, but Lincoln is just kind of one of those things that I go back to and I'm like, see, he didn't even, even he didn't intend to do anything with slavery. He particularly like, came out and said, I don't really want to do anything with slavery during my term, that's not my problem. But then the South was like, oh no, Lincoln's going to take away slavery and then left. And then he's like, I guess I have to do that now. Um, and I think that it's really kind of one of the most important things that you will learn in your life is critical thinking. And I think that that is something that we need to learn in school. We need to look at history with a critical eye not kind of do any revisionist, oh, history was great, because history repeats itself, and it's written by the victors. So we need to make sure that we are looking at every side, and we're seeing, okay, so let's talk about the Holocaust, then. Let's actually talk about it. Let's just not, we're not just going to talk about, oh, Hitler killed millions of people. Let's talk about Nazis in general. Let's talk about how a people were swayed into this atro atrocity and break that down and see how anybody ever thought that was okay and how we got lured into that. Let's, I'm talking a lot. <laughs> let's, Fine. let's talk about stuff, okay? Let's make sure that it's, we're not just teaching at somebody, we are teaching someone. I absolutely loved everything you brought up. I think you brought up amazing points and you said you didn't know how to like rebuild the system, but you've just completely explained how you would do it. So I thought those are really great points. And then Kyra, Rena, and Adrian, do you guys have anything you guys would like to add? Um, I definitely, I, I definitely agree with Felix on this. If there was an option, if we can either like just, go off of the system we have right now or just like tear it down start from scratch i would start from scratch i agree with felix right there but then there are there are like some other key components to that and that's for that's a that's a story for another time but like no but um there's a point 
where Felix did uh, bring, uh, did bring up, which was to have engaging content. And I think for it's it's hard for students to just you know oh I I that's interesting to like to say that. I think there has to be a teacher who's willing to put in that their effort into teaching because they can't just be like so this is the war of 1812 copy the notes who's gonna want to learn about that i'm sorry no no hate to like the teachers who do that i have total respect for you but um i don't think that students are gonna be like oh words on a board that's that's amazing they're not gonna say that they're gonna have to have some because there's like different just ways of teaching a student like have different plans hands-on edu- like hands-on like learning and then you know we go from there or creative learning there's so much that we can change about this system to make it like so much more entertaining for students and for teachers but to have it in a way where we're we are actually processing the 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 content the just everything we have to learn and the things that we learn in school we have to I guess we have to like learn about all of that because it's very important but then hold on I was gonna say something sorry it it was just like a brain fart I'm so sorry um no but you have to have that teacher who's willing to put in their effort and to try to change it up a bit and also for a teacher since um the world is changing of course you don't really how do I say this you can't really have a one-sided minded teacher you know because they're only gonna talk about this is bad this is good they can be like really traditional with it but then I think for students to learn so much better is to have a person or like have a person person teach them about both sides of a story instead of one like I said earlier but like yeah as the world is changing education must change with us too a hundred percent that's a great point as well um Kyra I noticed that you kept unmuting yourself do you want to say something um I would say from like the college point of view I think it would be really cool for you know colleges to work with student orgs on campus like I know at my university in New Zealand we have this student group called Silverline and they're pretty much geared towards mental health awareness and so every year we have the Silverline festival where we have things like you know just like activities um to like get people involved and we also have like panel speakers that come and just like talk about their experience with mental health and I feel like that's just a really good way to get everyone involved and again like you said um not everyone has the same access to um certain education like especially in different cultures you know mental health like there's still very much like a stigma around mental illness and so you know that kind of gives everyone like equal opportunity to really get involved because you know for some people that's not something they really had the opportunity to do before a hundred percent mental health and pairing student organizations with colleges 
needs to be represented more. And lastly, but not least, Rena, I would love to hear your last thoughts. Um, I think just as Felix said, like we should, like we should be able to continue off of the system we have, but it's kind of just, it's like built for like one type of person. Like it's the whole school system is like totally built for neurotypical people. And like, they have no room for neurodivergent people. They don't know how to handle it. And that's just like, that's going to be difficult on a, so many people, especially if they don't have the resources to like get tests so that the teachers can like teach the kids the way that they need to be taught. And like, I mean, at least in my school, I've heard people say like, well, why don't they just go to the school for the deaf people? Which is like, I mean, the school should be accommodating for everyone because it's a school people, like people don't always have the resources to go to a certain type of school. And just having the education from also all sides and like having more guest speakers and stuff would probably be really good. Like at least for now in the system we have. And just having people like hear all the different sides and like what different people think, even if it's not like always the best opinion, people should probably hear that and decide for themselves what they think. Yeah, so influence, depending on where you're from. Um, I definitely agree with everyone here. And I also think that just based on where you're raised and the education you've gone through, you definitely have different thoughts compared to people who surround you. So I think that's the end of what we're going to call our episode three education system. Yay. And I literally want to thank everyone here because you guys brought up some amazing points, some great thoughts. So thank you so, so much for taking part. Oh, wait, real quick before we go, you guys can mention your ads if you want everyone to follow you and if you're comfortable. So you already know that if you're seeing this, this is on at teen thoughts teen. Um, but go ahead and say your ads. Oh, we love Felix. <laughs> <laughs> we come prepared. Um, I am on Instagram at Felix underscore is underscore enduring. That is my public and also my poetry and thoughts, brain, intelligence. I love it. And Kyra also came prepared. She put hers in the at. <laughs> Oh, of course. So you can find me on Instagram at Kyra Shahana. That's my main account. If you want to follow my poetry account, it's at the multiculturalist poet. And my TikTok is at Kyan Bai. Yes, TikTok all the way. I love it. And Adrian put hers in there. Uh, yeah, right here. Um, you can check me out um, with this user. For our for Instagram and TikTok, and yeah. <laughs> and Rena, if you'd like to, or if you feel comfortable sharing. Oh, Rena, put. I it. think you can see it, and also it's at Post-it Portraits, which is my drawings and public account. So. Rena drew this. Definitely check it out. It's very cool. Very cool indeed. All right, that's the end of this episode. Thank you guys so much for taking part. You guys are amazing. Bye bye.